This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilgerson with Hogsports.com here. Promise you if we got some news on a contract agreement between Arkansas and Eric Musselman that I'd be back. We got it. And here I am. <laughs> so we're going to jump in and break this thing down, dive into some of the thoughts between Muss and Hunter Juracek. We had them both for a press conference this afternoon and get into a, a few other tidbits from throughout the day. It's been a big news day for Arkansas basketball. All that coming your way. Welcome into Hog Hoops Live. All right. The wait is over. Musk got paid. <laughs> I mean, it's been like two weeks now we've been waiting on it. We thought maybe it was going to happen yesterday, right? That's when we came on. I was kind of holding out, hoping they'd release some of the details, but they didn't. I wanted to do a show anyway, but I told you I'd come back. Here I am. Eric Musselman has agreed uh, to a brand new five-year deal that begins on May the 1st of this year, so a couple weeks, and runs through April 30th, 2026. That has the potential for two automatic agreement extensions, one year apiece. So he could he could theoretically be the Arkansas Razorbacks head basketball coach through the 2028 season, at least 2026. Five year deal. You got two options for extended years. You know it's pretty funny. We we talked about it yesterday a little bit. What what should he get paid? What's that man worth after what he's done? You know, he was making $2.5 million. That was his annual salary uh, the first two years at Arkansas, and that was 13th out of 14 teams in the SEC. That's crazy when you think about it just then, but uh, he got a substantial raise, folks. So, you know, we kind of agreed when we were talking about it on the last show, I'd like to see him get to maybe that $4 million range based on what he's done, and you want to keep him around. Well, there you go. That's what he gets, $4 million a year. That's a lot of money. It was honestly more than I thought it was uh, when I was talking about it on the last show. I, I went back and looked just to see how that compares. Uh, listen, this raise for Eric Musselman, I mean, that effectively puts him in the top six, seven coaches money-wise in the country. I mean, it's the third highest in the SEC behind just John Calipari and Rick Barnes. That's, that's big boy money. You know, he's getting paid now more than Tom Izzo at Michigan State, Bruce Pearl at Auburn, Buzz Williams, Chris Mack. I mean, all but about six or seven coaches in the country. You know, So anyone who says Arkansas can't pony up and, and compete with the big dogs when it comes to finances, they're crazy because they just absolutely proved that they can. Four million a year. Good for him. Yeah, I know a lot of people are curious about the buyout because that almost matters more than the, you know, the length of the contract, does it not? Because people can come poach your coach whenever they want, really, if they can afford the buyout. So here you go. From the contract itself, I'm just I'm going to read it verbatim here because there's no better way to do it. 
but in the event coach terminates this agreement to accept another coaching position at any time prior to the final day of the term, coach shall not be entitled to receive any previously unearned compensation or benefits of any nature following the effective date of termination. He shall be liable to the U of A for the repayment of amounts specified in the following schedule as liquidated damages unless coach terminates his appointment with the U of A to accept a head coaching position in men's basketball at the University of San Diego after April 30th, 2024. So to break that down real quick, for one, uh, essentially, if he leaves, Arkansas doesn't have to pay him the rest of his money if he leaves on his own accord. Makes sense. That's how that's how it typically works, right? If he leaves, based on this buyout schedule, whoever comes in to take him away is going to have to pay Arkansas a set sum of money, unless he leaves for the University of San Diego after April thirtieth, twenty twenty four. Listen, that was that was almost a joke. You know, no, nobody needs to freak out about that. He's from San Diego, essentially. It's his alma mater, right? You know, essentially his his agent put this clause in there. Here's the deal. Eric Musselman, I mean, what is he, 56 years old? I think he's going to coach more than the next three seasons or, or whatever that is. But probably at some point when he's ready to settle down and retire, he's probably going to go back to the West Coast, back to San Diego. So he put that clause in there. Don't worry about when the end of the 2024 season rolls around, University of San Diego coming in and stealing Eric Musselman away. Okay, But it was interesting that he put it in there. Anyway, the buyout numbers. Okay, so if a, if a team, another school wants to come in and take Eric Musselman away from Arkansas, and, and he's interested, okay, from now, right now, until the end of next season, the end of the 2021-2022 season, they'd have to pay the U of A $7.5 million. It, it means current buyout's $5 million. So this increases at 2.5. That's a lot of money. There's not a lot of schools... Uh, beyond the elite that can afford to just pay you $7.5 million on top of what they'd have to pay Musselman for his contract. I mean, you got to think about that too, right? So 7.5 on top of if he's making four at Arkansas, he's probably going to want a raise wherever else he goes. That's a lot of money. But it's only one year, which I find interesting. So from the end of next season, the end of the 21-22 season, through the end of the 23-24 season, so so years two and three of this five-year deal, that buyout drops from 7.5 million all the way down to two million. That's a significant drop to get to years two and three of the contract. The next year, year four, it goes down to one million, and then the final year, year five of that contract, it goes down to 750,000. So, I mean, really in all honesty, for me, it makes me feel pretty comfortable that he's not going anywhere now, <laughs> which I already was. But for this this particular year, after that, I mean, if, if it's only $2 million for the buyout after next season, that, that's not a ton. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. I still think there's only a finite amount of jobs that he'd be interested in moving on for, but... Uh, listen, he's getting paid handsomely. He loves it here. It's genuine when he talks about it. He has a great working relationship with Hunter Juracek, which is a big part of why this got done. His wife loves it here. His family, they've got a really good situation. 
He's not just going to go to the next job that anyone comes calling. Very select few places that he'd listen to. But the dropping that buyout from year one to the remainder of the contract, I, I mean, I personally, I, just, I find it interesting. But hey, the, the deal is done. Thankfully, man, it's been stressing me out. <laughs> you know, the other day, uh, we got the, the tweet of Hunter Juracek and Musselman and, and both of their wives toasting, saying, hey, Arkansas basketball is in good hands, right? Everybody sleep well. So since then, we've really been wondering when it was going to come. Uh, and, you know, yesterday, actually, they released the awesome tweet of, you know, Hunter Juracek hopping on the bus and, you know, Musselman's the, he's the driver of the bus. He looks back over his shoulder and says, buckle up. Uh, and it was really funny. So you knew and it had the hourglass, like, all right, it, it's time. It's coming here at some point. So, you know, uh, very interesting. It came out today. It was funny. We were actually on a press conference with Sam Pittman. He's previewing the spring game for us, which is coming up on Saturday. Everybody's excited about it. And I mean, it, there's no way this wasn't timed perfectly. The moment that Zoom press conference ended, we get the notification that, that the contract's been signed for Musselman. I mean, boom, snap your fingers and it was done. They had it planned. Everything they do, they do for a reason. You know, interestingly, interestingly enough for, for all of us, I guess, but me included, who were kind of worried about why was it taking so long to get this done? At the end of the day, it was pretty simple and must explain that. It was twofold. They tabled the discussions during the NCAA tournament so they could focus on the season at hand, as you should, right? I mean, they were in the midst of and what we know now to be an historic run. So they weren't talking about money and, and contracts and buyouts and all those things during that run. And then when it ended, when Arkansas lost in the Elite Eight, it was pretty simple. Must to your check said, hey, man, let's hold off for a bit because we're behind in this portal this transfer portal, and we've got to make some moves. He said that today. I told you, the transfer portal never sleeps. It just doesn't. 24-7, 365, you got to be locked into that thing. He felt like they were getting a little bit behind because, listen, they were doing Zoom calls and, and recruiting and things out of that bubble, but how focused can you really be on recruiting for the future, in all honesty, when you're you know, a win away from making the final four and preparing for that. So I get that. I understand it. So they made their moves. They got their three guys. We talked about them yesterday. And then they got back to work on the contract negotiations. To me, I think it speaks, you know, to how comfortable Juracek felt about Musk sticking around, that he wasn't going to go sniffing around for other jobs or try to leave on them. He allowed it to drag out even further and said, yeah, man, go build your go build your roster. We want to win. Trusted him to do that. They went back to the bargaining table after. And, and really, if you follow the timeline, they got things done pretty quickly after that point. You know, speaking of the transfer portal, it was cool. We got to talk to Musk today, so we got to talk to him about these new additions uh, and got some really interesting tidbits that I, I do want to share with you. You know, a quote that he had here, when he was asked about, you know, he's talking about building his roster and, and what it's going to look like next year. And he said, we wanted to try to get some guys that would fit in with some of our returners. Obviously, the way Devo Davis ended the season and the way Jalen Williams ended the season. And for the entire season, J.D. Note proved that he had incredible scoring ability. And obviously, Connor Vanover had a really good start to the season. 
So we just kind of took all those returning pieces and tried to go out and find guys that would really compliment them. Okay, so the first thing that stood out to me about that is he spoke directly to J.D. Note right there. He, he went further at length about him later, and he constantly mentioned him, you know, along with KK and Devo and Jalen Williams throughout the conversation. To me, and I could just be, you know, splitting hairs here or whatever, but I think that's a very good sign, in my opinion, for a guy who hopes that J.D. Note is going to return. I like to hear that. Include him in the plans because, it, you know, speculation, whatever, he might want to go play overseas or something. Maybe he wants to come back for another year and, and increase his stock. I hope he comes back for another year because he's a really good player. I mean, you want to talk about a dynamic scorer and the kind of punch you have in your backcourt at that point with the new additions with Devo, a healthy K.K. Robinson, that's scary. That's lethal. So I hope it works out. And then speaking to the, you know, the guys coming in, he said, we really, really felt like we wanted a dynamic guy that could score the ball at the point guard position. And obviously we felt like Chris Likes can do that for us because he's a proven player in the ACC. We talked about him, and, and he is. He absolutely is. He's a creator of offense, and it's something that this team needed. They got it in him. He went on to say, and then D.C. Tony, the pit transfer, uh, is a guy that's so versatile. He's great in transition. He's long. He's athletic. He can play the two. He can play the three. He can play the four. He fits in our transition offense. He's a much improved three-point shooter. And then Stanley Amude, same thing, a guy that can play multiple, multiple positions. He can do so much. He can post up against equal size or smaller players. He's got a great turnaround jumper. He can face up threes. He can rebound the basketball, especially as a defensive rebounder. He's a good runner of the floor. He's in that perfect size range for us where we can play him at the off guard if we had to, and we wanted to go big, and he would be a post-up team for a few possessions at the off guard spot. We can play him at the natural small forward or the power forward. It makes me feel good about my evaluation. Because, I mean, it's, that's what we talked about on the last show. All three of these guys just fit the mold. There you have it. You know, three big-time players, a creator of offense and Chris Likes. You got two of those versatile, positionless type guys in Tony and Amude. He also mentioned that he's very, very excited about incoming freshman wing Chance Moore. It's a four-star, top 100 guy. It's really good to hear him mention more in that conversation because he gets lost in it. You think about these transfers coming in and the guards coming back, you forget about the freshman. It's a good player. The Hogs are in business. The roster's looking good. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And then obviously went on to say that they're still monitoring, I use air quotes here, the portal, uh, and that he's the lead recruiter out of that portal, which I found you know also interesting. But you know, obviously they've got a scholarship open. I wouldn't be surprised that they pull off a move tonight at, at the rate they've been dropping news today. But you know, we'll continue to keep an eye on that too. But I, I imagine you know they're in a position where they can be pretty selective with that final spot, and it's all about just finding the best fit for for what you're trying to do chemistry-wise, the way you're trying to build your team. It looks like they're leaning towards uh, even more of that small ball, even though it's not that small. I mean, they'll have, you know, three guards out there at all times that are that are 6'6 plus, plus, you know, a Jalen Williams or whoever who's 6'10. But, you know, small ball in theory where you're essentially playing with four guards. Maybe they add another guy like that, one of those positionless players in the same mold as an Amude or a Tony. Or maybe they go with a big man that can stretch the floor. We'll see. It, it's exciting. It's going to be fun to follow. And then there was more news, man. <laughs> you know, we're in the middle. Actually, we're almost wrapping up the press conference with Juracek and Musselman. And, you know, there, there go the Twitter notifications again. What's going on? As it turns out, assistant coach Corey Williams, who, he's the guy who joined Muss when he arrived uh, you know, after he was the head man at Stetson for a number of years, um, you know, brought Bebe Abiomi Eola with him. He's gone off to Texas Tech with, with their newly elevated head coach, Mark Adams. Obviously, Chris Beard went to Texas. They elevated Mark Adams, and, and he plucked Corey Williams off the staff. That's, that's, that's a tough loss. Corey Williams is a good dude, really good coach, really good basketball mind. Um so there's one opening right there. You know, David Patrick, the associate head coach, he's still on staff, but uh, he's a hot commodity. I mean, he's interviewed for at least two head coaching jobs, you know, so far now. What was it? Um, oh, San Jose State, I think it was. He was in the running for, and then most recently the the UTEP job. Yeah, I said it before about DP. I, I think he's, you know, he's kind of a rising star in the business here. He's going to be a head coach at some point. Is that going to happen, you know, in this offseason? We'll see. But for now, there's at least one opening remaining on staff. Uh, you know, what I found really interesting about this was Musk, he immediately pivoted to guys who were already in-house when he was asked about it. He brought up Earl Boykins as a possibility. Who's on staff, but he's not in a coaching role. That'd be cool. I think that could work out. I bet he'd be a great coach. You know, Anthony Ruda, who does a ton for this team behind the scenes. I mean, he's the he's the schedule guru, right, that puts this thing together every year. He's been with Musk forever, and he's the director of operations. He was mentioned. 
other guys, you know, Hayes Myers, uh, his son, Michael Musselman. So maybe he looks to promote from within, go in-house. You know, he also said he's got a short list of guys in his back pocket. I, I'm sure also that, that the job will generate a ton of interest, so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that as well. But, you know, whether it's contract extensions or transfer portal recruiting, <laughs> you know, what a coaching searches, whatever it may be, uh, it, it's a busy offseason, which, you know, it's exciting. But at the end of the day, like we said, uh, the first step is to get your man locked down, get your coach locked down. Arkansas did that. They're paying him well. He's earned that. And and with that raise is going to come expectations. Uh, you know, a couple things that went on with that is, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some other incentives involved. I'm sure, you know, you're going to be rewarded for making the NCAA tournament or making those deeper runs. I think if he stays the full five years of this agreement, there's an additional $1.5 million on the line for him. So all kinds of stipulations like that that are a part of it. It's very cool. A little bit of a shorter show today. Obviously, we you know we just did one yesterday, but wanted to hop on and talk about this. Looks like we might have a few comments or questions. Let me just jump here and see what we got. Kevin McCullough said, hog tied. That's right. Locked him up. Joey Moses says, hey, brother, what's going on, man? Isaac Riley says, hope all the Hog fans are doing well. I appreciate the content from Hog Sports as a whole. Keep up the good work, Curtis. Glad the must bus is staying for a long while. I, I tell you what, I appreciate the kind words, and uh, I'm glad too. You know, I, I really enjoy covering Muss. You know, I, I think there's probably a good amount of coaches around the country at, you know, in, in any sport who are a lot less fun <laughs> to cover than Eric Musselman. I mean, the, the way he engages on social media – uh, and it's pretty open and transparent with us in the media. Uh, it makes him a lot of fun. It makes him a lot of fun to cover. And he's a good coach, obviously. And otherwise, he wouldn't have got the raise he just did. Phyllis Enos Young says, watching. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. It's kind of like dinner time right now, I guess. Appreciate everybody that's tuning in. John Dexter says, why are people mad about the buyout? He wants to be here. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I, I do find it interesting. He absolutely wants to be here, and it's not, you know, that. So yeah, it does drop after the first year from 7.5 to to two million, and that's substantial. Uh, but that doesn't mean he doesn't want to be here. It gives him some leverage and some flexibility too. Because at the same time, where Arkansas is placing a bet on him, you know, to continue the success and and the path that he's on, you know, what if? I'm not saying this is going to happen, but hypothetically, what if what if Hunter Yurchek leaves and goes somewhere else, or what if there's some kind of scandal, or you know something something crazy happens that kind of turns him off to the whole situation, uh, and then if you know if he just dips out, you know he wants to have some flexibility where other teams can come in and and, and you know give him some options. So it is a it is a kind of a double edged sword and a two way street. You know I don't think by that you know, buyout dropping after the first year that it, it's just him saying, look, I, I want to be here for one more year, but after that, I'm not so sure. Nah, it just gives him flexibility. got to remember at the end of the day, the man just got paid handsomely. And there aren't that many schools that are going to be able to do that. If there were, then it would have already happened. We talked about it a minute ago. It's like six or seven schools who pay their coaches more. He's happy to be here. This is a good day. Good day, good thing. Joey Moses says, what's the deal with Corey Williams leaving? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
it, that's all still pretty fresh. We'll see what we can find out about that. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he's had a, he's had a couple good years here uh, at the University of Arkansas. He's been a huge part of the staff and, you know, recruiting and everything they've done on the floor. And, you know, I don't know if this is a promotion in a way. I, I haven't seen the details on what he's got going on at Texas Tech. I don't know what his relationship is with the coach over there, but there's so many factors that go into that. Donnell Williams says, who will get the last scholarship? I don't know. We'll see. Like I've said before, Musselman's always a guy who gives you one surprise commitment a year. We'll see if it happens soon. They're talking to a lot of guys. Aaron Anderson says, did you notice on the paper when he on the video when he signed the paper, he signed with a permanent marker? I wonder if they did that on purpose. I, you know what? I did not notice that. But I'll tell you right now, if that was the case, they did it on purpose. Everything that man does that goes on social media, it is calculated, right? It's planned out. And he threw a big shout out to the social media team, the creative team there at the University of Arkansas, by the way. Uh, and I'm glad that he did that because they do a phenomenal job. It's not just basketball. And a lot of it's, you know, innovation from us and the staff. But, you know, the stuff that they put together, the graphics, the videos, everything like that from you know, basketball, baseball, football, all the way down, there's a, I mean, there's a creative team for that. I mean, they have a social media department that, that works on that stuff, and they really do a fantastic job. That's why, you know, every Arkansas sport and the coaches you see, they're in the top 10 on Twitter engagements in the country amongst all the other programs, and, and, and there's a reason for that. So they do a great job. Donnell Williams says, how much will Vanover and Williams play together? Eh. I, I mean, didn't they start one game together this year? I think they did. It seems like right after Justin Smith got hurt, I, I remember a press conference where I, I asked Musselman, actually, you know, what do you think about your small ball lineup, your four-guard lineup with Smith out? And he said, you know, actually, I think we need to be a little bit bigger with this group. Obviously that changed over the, the course of the season, but I'm pretty sure he started Vanover and Williams. Maybe it was at Tennessee. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at that, but they, they didn't do it much beyond that. I mean, you saw it a little bit in, in some of those non-conference games where they were just hammering teams uh, just to experiment with it a little. I think if you did that, you'd almost have to be either a have, you know, a, a, a quicker, more fleet of foot Jalen Williams, where you're kind of pressing and using Vanover as that goalie, that guy in the in, you know the very back line, or um, maybe a zone, but I wouldn't expect to see a lot of that. I think I think Vanover would probably be Jalen's backup next year. Gil McGarity says, "Do you see the Hogs playing Memphis anytime soon?" You know, it's interesting because Muss was asked about the SEC Big Twelve challenge today and you know hey would, would you like to be matched up with Baylor you know get a rematch a, another shot at those guys and he was like you know I, I'd like to see their roster first you know and see how good they're going to be but uh, I'm not 100% sure that Arkansas is going to be in that because it goes based on you know two years ago performance and Arkansas finished 11th in the SEC and and as I understand it only the top 10 teams go uh, so maybe They'll get in, you know, just based on the ridiculous run they made this season. But if they don't, uh, 
those other teams on that same date usually wind up playing against one of those teams from the American. And I, I can't think of a better matchup out of that league for Arkansas than Memphis. And that's probably what they would do. Or, or I mean, I, maybe they'd throw, throw Houston in there. That'd be a good one too. But I could see Arkansas getting paired up there. I'd love to see him play Memphis. It needs to happen. It'd be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what the schedule winds up looking like. Uh, you know, even this past year, when we weren't that excited about, you know, the non-conference slate. You got to remember beforehand even, and, and it wound up being, first of all, it wound up being a lot better than we thought. You, you remember Oral Roberts, <laughs> you know, and, and even North Texas and Abilene Christian, those guys won NCAA tournament games. But even before that, you know, they had the, the event in Vegas where they were supposed to play Louisville. Uh, the game with Oklahoma, which I'm pretty sure they will play Oklahoma. Would I, I don't know if they just redo the neutral side or if it would be on somebody's campus, but I, I know they're going to play that game. So we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, it'll be exciting because this is going to be a good team, and I, I hope they you know, really test themselves in the non-conference. Stephen Shoup says, I'm happy we signed him. He did awesome jobs for the basketball season. I agree. Brandon Huckabee, what's up, buddy? He says, man, can we just go ahead and start the next season tomorrow? Super excited about Razorback basketball. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, All this stuff is happening. This is supposed to be the time where we're chilling out for the offseason, and you're getting so geared up for it, all these new additions. You lock up your coach. Here we are talking about scheduling. It's April, and we don't play until November. Come on. I hope the time goes quick because I, I'm really, really excited about it too. You know, uh, talking to Must today, it sounds like, you know, the guys are coming up on finals week. I mean, it's almost May. Isn't that crazy? Where is the time gone? It's almost May. But those guys are going to get a little bit of a break, and then they'll be back, I think he said, on May 24th to start the summer session, and, and that's when they start getting into workouts. So... I don't know if we'll get any access to that or not, but I'm sure we'll be able to get some tidbits and, you know, maybe then I would imagine the three new guys out of the transfer portal and then Chance and, and AK, the junior college transfer, those guys should probably be on campus. So then you could start, you know, meshing, building the chemistry. Uh, so, you know, we'll have, have some tidbits this summer, plus the scheduling news to tide us over, but there's no substitute for November. And it should be in front of a packed Bud Walton arena, which is going to make it even more exciting. Aaron Anderson, last one here, says, who do you think is picked to win the SEC next year? Man. You know, I, I think there's probably still some roster makeup left to be done here for, for a couple of the contenders, but, uh, you know, I think Arkansas, Alabama are going to be right there at the very top again. You know, based on the additions that both – I mean, Alabama's been loading up too in that, in that transfer portal now. So uh, I think – you know, the, the best two teams from last year might very well be the best two teams going into the start of next season. Um, you know, Florida lost a lot. But they've also done really well in that portal, which is interesting. Um, you know, uh, Tennessee, you know, they went out and got Justin Powell out of Auburn. They've got a good recruiting class coming in. So uh, that could be an interesting team to watch. Kentucky. We'll see. They're definitely going to be better than they were last year. I truly believe that. They went out and got them some shooting, which they definitely needed. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that shakes out as well. LSU, weird. They always find a way to get talent. I don't know how they do that. Uh, but I'm sure they'll be, you know, formidable. What I've really noticed 
though, at Auburn too, they just went out and picked up Walker Kessler, which is a huge pickup out of the transfer portal. Uh, these SEC teams are starting to catch on a little bit to what guys like Eric Musselman and, and Nate Oates are doing by supplementing through that portal and, and getting the big-time talent in. So I do think overall, uh, top to bottom, the league is going to be better next season. Oh, Donnell Williams threw one in here. says, which players can we not miss out on in the next recruiting cycle? Well, I mean, I think you could you could miss out on any and get away with it with the amount of talent that they're really hot and heavy in the mix for that 2022 class, as long as you get the next guy, you know. Um, obviously, you, you think about those in-state kids, and, and that's in a lot of ways, that's how you need to build your foundation. And Arkansas has done that. I mean, take a look at what Moses Moody did, and then you think about the core and the building blocks, Devo Davis, Jalen Williams, K.K. Robinson. That's huge. And, you know, you've already got a, a big-time commitment in Joseph Pinion out of Moralton in that 2022 class. That's a great start. Nick Smith, I mean, I, I think by the end of the summer, he's going to be a five-star prospect. He's one spot off now, but he's, I mean, he's a tremendous player. A lot of competition for him, as there should be. Darian Ford out of Magnolia, another top 50 guy. So you got a couple guards there that you can really get after. And then Khalil Ware, I mean, I guess if I had to pick one that you that you can't miss out on, you know, uh, probably Khalil Ware, the Little Rock native, North Little Rock, uh, because, you know, there are a lot of guards out there. And I'm not saying that, that Nick Smith and Darian Ford aren't tremendous players. They absolutely are. But there's just more of them out there than there are Khalil Wares, a guy that's 6'11", with the potential that he has that can run the floor, shoot the basketball. Uh, that's a skill set that you just don't find too often. And, and if you got one growing in your backyard, you probably need to swoop him up. So I guess if I had to pick one, it'd probably be him. All right. Cool. Wow, he's still in a half hour. I thought it'd be like 10 or 15 minutes, but, you know, there's a lot to talk about. It's exciting stuff. You know, this is not going to be the last Hog Hoops Live that we do here. As, as we start getting more recruits, more clarity, talk to Muss a little bit more, uh, we'll hop back on here. We'll we'll get, you know, we'll jump in and talk about some recruiting and things like that. So uh, I do appreciate everybody tuning in. Hope I didn't interrupt anybody's dinner. And if you're listening later on, you know, on the podcast or checking out the YouTube, I appreciate that too. But... That'll wrap us up for now. Appreciate you guys as always. Love the support. And uh, we'll catch you next time on Hawk Hoops Live. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.